Did you know that this is Adult Education and Family Literacy Week? Well, who better to talk about that but the Director of Adult and Community Programs with ESCON, Kristen Hempel, is here today. Kristen, good morning. Thanks for starting your week off with us today. Tell me about Adult Education and Family Literacy Week. What's it all about? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it, this is a, a time for us to really shine the light on what is going on with adult education and family literacy. And so this is a, a week that we recognize every, every year. Um, and it, it's a time where we can really uh, both advocate for the, the funding uh, to support these programs, but also to shine the light on why they're needed. So for us, you know, it, it, it's about not only helping students and learners around our communities access important pathways to get their high school diploma, but also ways for them to learn English and uh, prepare for the citizenship exam. So, but, but we also go beyond that. We go beyond just learning math and reading and writing and speaking skills. We also work on the critical skills that our adults need in order to be sex, sex, excuse me, successful <laughs> in the workplace and uh, be engaged community members. So we do things like computer skills. We do things like employability skills. All of that, we, we help people learn how to support their children with their homework um, and uh, be, be advocates for them, their, their children and for themselves. So it's a really exciting and important, powerful program. So I really appreciate you taking the time today. Are there things going on this week, especially with EastCon, related to Adult Education and Family Literacy Week? Yes. Well, around the country, um, we're, we're advocating both uh, uh, in our local towns and communities, but also in D.C. Um, here at EastCon, we're having our students write letters and share their stories and talk about the difference that it's made to them and to their families and to their communities. Um, so so there, there is lots that's going on. We're also, we have a, a pretty big uh, social media campaign going on right now, so I encourage people to, to get out there and like those posts and, uh, you know, repost and all of that. We're really trying to elevate the, the discussion and the dialogue across the board. Kristen, what do you see as the value of going back to school for high school equivalency? Well, for the adult learner, it's about $10,000 a year in increased income, which is a pretty staggering amount. Um, but I have to say that a lot of the time, uh, people come back because they, they want to inspire someone else or they want to prove that they can do it. We have parents, grandparents, business owners, all kinds of people from all walks of life that come into our doors and they say, this has been a goal of mine and this is the time to do it. Um, but there's also lots of statistics about how it impacts our communities um, in terms of unemployment, poverty, poor health, and incarceration. So, for example, every 400 adults who earn a high school diploma, um, we actually, as a community, gain back $2.5 billion in tax revenue and reduced expenses. So that's almost 6000 It's a little bit over $6,000 per person. Um, and and on top of that, the estimated value to our economy in terms of reduced costs for public support programs for low-skilled and low-literate adults is about $200 billion annually. Um, it, it also, it, it, I was surprised to, to learn some of the statistics around the impact on health care. So it's estimated that about 106 to $238 billion in health care costs are linked to low literacy skills, and incarcerated individuals who participate in correctional education programs are 43% less likely to recidivate. 
than inmates who do not. And then, of course, there's the generational impact. So a mother's reading skills are the greatest determinant of her children's future academic success, outweighing all other factors. So, you know, there, people, there's a, a, a little a slogan or a saying that we have a, a choice, right, um, in, our, in our government. We either educate, we medicate, or we incarcerate. And education, to me, seems like the right way to go. Um, and so many of our programs in our federal budget fall under those categories. Um, and when we look at the, the 72% success rate that federally funded programs have um, in it, the, the adult education programs, the, the choice really is just clear. You, investing in adult education is the way to go. Touch on the value of English as a second or English as another language classes, and that certainly falls on the umbrella of adult education. 100% it does. Um, we have, uh, in, in this country, I think uh, we have about um, 210,000 adults who don't speak, that's actually in Connecticut, 210,000 adults who don't speak English well or at all. And yet a lot of these adults do come from other countries where they have degrees. They have skills. Um, and and even, if, even if they don't already have a degree, these are individuals who want to work and are, you know, want to, to be able to, to raise a family in a financially stable way and contribute. And so when we provide um, uh, ELL classes, so classes for English language learners, then those individuals are able to not only help their children, they're able to um, advance and be promoted in employment. Um, and so it's, it's really generating both uh, future prospects for that individual, for their family, and also for our business community. Besides learning how to read, write, and speak English or do math, what else do people learn when they're enrolled in adult education? Well, there are a myriad of skills and competencies. So, um, you know, we, we do a lot of digital literacy, uh, different kinds of computer skills, employability skills. Um, we do parenting skills. We do competencies such as financial literacy and health literacy and advocacy. Um, we also do a lot of collaboration with the business community so that people can be working on the, you know, the, their academic skills and at the same time working on uh, certificates so that they can and, uh, you know, industry-recognized certificates so that they can advance in employment and transition straight into the workforce and, and move on up that pipeline. And let's talk about the benefits of that. What is the community benefit to supporting adult education programming? Yeah, I, you know, I, I did touch on that a little bit, but but uh, the, the the impact in the community is is really huge in terms of the financial component. Um, and in fact, actually, more than half of all jobs in the U.S. today are middle skill jobs that require more than a high school diploma. But right now. Um, you know, we, we only have about 44% of our workers trained at that level. By, two, by 2024, nearly 80% of all job openings will require more than a high school degree. So by investing in these programs now, we're, we're investing in our businesses. We're also investing in our, our children and their future. We're investing, and like I said, we're, we're getting that, that income as, as people then are able to transition into employment and uh, earn more money. They're also reinvesting it back into our community in the form of tax dollars and stronger community um, bases for our for our local services. Um, so, And along those same lines and that word value, how about the value, since this is Adult Education and Family Literacy Week, the benefits of becoming more literate as a family and the benefit that has on educating the children? 
absolutely. I mean, when parents are able to uh, understand what's going on in the classroom, when they're able to read the communications that come home from school, I mean, that, that's just a really critical baseline component. Um, I, I don't know about, about you, but I certainly have received lots of different communications from school. And, you know, being able to understand it and make sure that you're, you're supporting your child so that they can navigate that is critical. Um, and then a, a lot of people, it's, it's also about being able to inspire their kids and, and showing them, yes, we are learning. Learners. We we um, we can succeed in school. I believe in it, um, and I'm going to back you up all the way. Um, so there's a role model component there too, um, and uh, and then being able to just you know do some of the basic help with homework, um, and and feeling confident about how how to connect your child to the to the resources and the supports that they need. Kristen, what are the most popular adult education classes that you have at EastCon? Well, we offer really uh, three main programs. So we we offer the high school completion, we offer the English language um, classes, and then we offer citizenship preparation. In our high school completion, there are three different ways that you can um, work towards getting your high school degree, your diploma. Um, There's the the GED, which is a great option, um, and... Uh, it, it has, you know, four tests that you have to take at the end, and we prepare students to, to succeed in each of those tests. Um, and uh, and the stats show that, that people who, who do um, pass the GED, they go on to higher ed and have a 90% persistence rate. Um, so it's, it's definitely a, a really well-respected program, um, and a lot of our students go that direction. We also have a credit diploma program, which is structured similar to to what we know of a a typical high school where students take classes and they're very small classes and they earn credits and you have to earn a certain number of English credits, math credits, science credits, et cetera, um, in order to to graduate. And then we have something called the National External Diploma Program, which is just fantastic. So that is... um, uh, a way for for adults to demonstrate their competencies in a variety of different areas, and they create a, essentially a portfolio. And that, this program is more of a one-on-one um, where you have your own advisor, and the, so instead of coming in and working in a small class, you set up times to meet with this advisor. They give you feedback. You work on your tasks and then demonstrate that, that you can do them. And once you've demonstrated all of those competencies, then you earn your diploma. Kristen Hempel from EastCon joining us this morning. And one thing that intrigued me about all those classes you just mentioned was the citizenship class. Let me just throw this against the wall and see what sticks. But is there a possibility that people who go through your citizenship class might know more about the running of this country than people who were born in this country? I would say that is very possible. (laughs) Yes, it's... uh... Getting your citizenship is no joke. It's a lot of work, um, and the, the 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 individuals who participate in that have to study really hard, um, and they come out really understanding the the power of our democracy, the history of our country, the geography, and um, and and all of that. Um, so I I would recommend it if you just want to brush up on your your own country. <laughs> Kristen, what impact has COVID had on the programs or the learners with EastCon? Absolutely. Um, you know, it was particularly hard for a lot of the people that we serve. Um, people that we serve typically are the first to lose their jobs and some of the last to come back. Um, but And then that was compounded with the fact that uh, 
a lot of our, our, our learners don't have the, the digital literacy skills or the access to computers. So when we started giving, you know, classes online, um, that was a challenge too. But in, in the meantime, we have now really um, skilled up as a, as a program and as a community. And so we actually now have programs that where people can come in and, and learn on site again, or they can also do the online classes. And that's allowed us to have a much broader reach um, because, unfortunately, as, as you know, we don't have um, an incredibly strong transportation system here in northeastern Connecticut. So it can be challenging for people to come in for classes, too. So uh, by, you know, through the, through the pandemic, um, we've learned and our students have learned how to be able to, to do the online learning but also do in person, and, and they can do both. And we have a technology loan program, so um, if they qualify, they, we can loan them a Chromebook so that they can, you know, do that extra work. Um, so it's really resulted ultimately an increased flexibility, um, but it, it's definitely, you know, been a challenge in it, and it's shown a light on some, some real needs that we had, particularly those digital literacy skills. You've talked extensively about the value of adult education. How can people get involved? How can they advocate? Yes. Um, I, you know, I would encourage anyone who cares about our economy and our businesses to advocate, um, and I would care anyone who, who care about our children to advocate and who care about our neighbors to advocate. Um, and you can do that by joining us on Twitter, by calling your representatives at the local, state, and national level. Um, uh, you could Google COABE. C-O-A-B-E, and you can scroll down to the Take Action button, and there's a way that people can uh, just go ahead and send a, a blast email out to, to representatives. You can also follow EastCon. But I, I also want to say you can volunteer. We, we need volunteers. Um, we have a, a, a lot of, of people who really do um, want to learn and could really benefit from some additional one-on-one, um, whether it's the, you know, the people who are working towards their high school completion or our ELLs. We have um, some students that are coming in with some really low levels, and they are so grateful and appreciative um, when we're able to connect them with, with a mentor to supplement what we're doing in the classroom. Kristen, the local schools have been in session now for the best part of three weeks or so. Can you still register at this point for those classes you've talked about at EastCon? That's a great question. Yes. We actually have rolling enrollment, um, and uh, our classes do start a little bit later than um, the public schools. So we, we started just last week. So the, the seats are filling up, but there's always more room, um, and uh, we'd love to see people coming in. We also have some specialized programs that are just starting up in, the, uh, in October. So I encourage people to, to give us a call. Um, at, you can call us at 860 Four two three two five nine one. We have centers uh, both in Willimantic and Danielson, um, but we we also uh, have satellites where we go out um, to partners uh, throughout the region. And as I mentioned, we have the online component as well. Um, so if you give us a buzz, um, or if you go to our website eastcon.org and go down to adult and community programs, um, you can you can uh, let us know you're interested, and we can send you a registration form. We'll we would do a basic placement assessment just to make sure that we are uh, providing you with the, the best quality instruction, um, that, you know, really tailoring it to, to your needs. Um, and our counselors would talk with you to make sure we understand your goals. Um, so, again, we're, we're being 
we, we really value our learners' time, and we want to be efficient. I mean, adults, we're, we're busy, right? <laughs> we're trying to hold down jobs, you know, involved in communities, et cetera. So we, we want to make sure that uh, we're, we're getting you what you need um, and, and at the time and the way that, that you, you need to access it. It's Adult Education and Family Literacy Week being celebrated at EastCon, and Kristen Hempel is the Director of Adult and Community Programs at EastCon. Kristen, thank you for joining me this morning. Thank you so much. Have a great day.